Welcome to or welcome back to the Made For More podcast with yours truly, McKenna Romaniano. And this podcast was designed to help you elevate your life, faith, fitness, and nutrition so that you leave with more than you came with. You are made for more and that's exactly what this podcast was created to show you. So let's level up together and jump into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. And today we have one of my really good friends, Lauren. And like the way we met was so random, but I'm so glad it happened. And Lauren is a retired college basketball player, now health and wellness coach who focuses on lifestyle change from the inside out. She has a passion for learning about the mind, health and self-discovery and helps others take a deep dive into those topics to create a life that they're loving every single day. And they actually want to get up in the morning and excited to live. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren. Thanks, Ken. I'm so excited to be here. When you asked me to come on, I was like, oh, heck yeah, this is going to be such a good conversation. I'm so excited. And there's so much to know and so much to dive into. But like, who are you? We'll just start from the basics. Who is Lauren Wall? Who is Lauren Wall? Lauren Wall is so many different things. I like don't even have words to be able to put that into like one consolidated statement. Um, I'm just a combination of, of so many things that I have experienced, so many things that I've learned. Um, but I guess I can say I'm just a addicted to learning. Like I'm a person who's addicted to learning. I should go into AA or like whatever that's called, something anonymous. <laughs> Hi, my name is Lauren and I'm addicted to learning. I love that. Well, what have you learned about? Like, what is your, like, what's your shit? Like, what is your thing? Yeah, my thing honestly is mindset. I freaking love mindset and perspective shifting. I feel like that is just so huge and it's been so just such a big part of my life and so now like I created literally a whole business around it um you know health and wellness is one thing and it's great to be able to go to the gym and to eat better um but if you don't know how to rearrange your mind and how to perspective shift to be able to want to do that then none of it really matters I love that how did you figure out the self-awareness because people say that all the time they're like oh I want to get healthy like 2024 like oh my gosh new year's resolution like yay new me whatever but like we all say it but nobody actually ever does the actions to get there and if they do they're short-lived because the mental isn't there so like self-awareness I think is first Mm -hmm. how does that even start yeah that's a, a really good question I feel like for me it was like I had been through so many different attempts at becoming healthier um and like zero to a hundred type shit where I would just like stop, you know, eating <laughs> and I would just go and do a hit workout like seven times a day, you know, as we all do. Um, and yeah, I would, I just was so frustrated that I was like, why am I not in this place where I'm just like content and happy and healthy and being able to live and have energy to do normal things. Um, and so I actually hired a coach. I was a personal trainer at the time, actually. So it was like funny because I was in this place of being helping other people and I was still really struggling. Um, and I came in contact with my first coach, shout out Chelsea. She's incredible. Um, and yeah, she kind of opened up my mind to, she asked me like these deeper questions that just made me think and things that I just hadn't really thought about. So that's where my self-awareness started. Um, and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. The questions I think are huge because oftentimes like that's, I feel like we're unqualified therapists as like fitness coaches, because like the fitness, like you said, is part of it. But if you can't get your mind there, then it's like good for nothing kind of thing. And if we can just ask the right questions, like we both had this mentor and I, I still work with him and he asked questions that like, I would never think of asking in my entire life. And he doesn't do anything, but just ask questions. And like, then you sit there and like you therapize yourself and yep. it's like figuring it out, like what you need to know. And it's like, well, shit. 
I just did that for myself, but like I needed that guidance and someone to ask me those right questions. So with kind of transitioning from, I feel like we've all like we're cats. We've lived like nine lives, at least all of us. And like, how do we go from one stage to the next and figure out like what to do to level up? Because every stage is different, but like we're leveling up in some way. So like even going back to like the sports thing, like so many college athletes, high school athletes come out of college or come out of high school and are like, I am not the person I was five minutes ago because my sport's now over. Like, who am I? What do I do? Building back that identity. Yeah, that's a oof, that's a such a loaded topic, and I feel like we can talk about it for hours and hours and hours. But I think the biggest thing, at least for me and for a lot of the clients that I work with, because I do primarily work with post college athletes as well, um, is just recognizing that like that's not us anymore. Like that identity that we had once before, that's not who we are anymore. And there's no reason why we have to be that again. Like yes, we want to be strong, we want to be confident, we want to feel good, like we did during those days. But like me, even looking back on those days, I'm like, damn, did I even feel good? Like, I don't really think that I did, you know, like I was pushing my body to the extreme and it was really cool. The output that I was able to to have, but like, I had no sense of, you know, digestion. I had like, I don't know what my digestion was like. That's not something I ever paid attention to. Um, I was bloated. I was inflamed all the time. And, you know, in the beginning of my journey, when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm stopping playing basketball. I need to figure out how to be healthy still. It was like my version of healthy right now is so freaking different than it was before. So I think first step is like recognizing like that's not us anymore for one. And it doesn't have to be. And two, understanding like, okay, who, who is it that I want to be? Like, let me get real for a second. And let me just take time to figure out what my life would look like if I was the one in control. Ooh, I like that. Because everything like externally has controlled us. Even like the way that we both went in, like fell negatively into the workout space, like Mm -hmm. that controlled us. Like the workouts had more control than we did over our own bodies, which is crazy to think about. Like you didn't even have the autonomy and like I didn't have the autonomy to like decide what we wanted to do. It was like, that was autopilot, right? Like so many subconscious thoughts are just, what we do every single day and changing those subconscious to conscious is like a really painful process at times because we don't want to come to terms with things that have just been so subconsciously programmed into our life. Like for example, on the food side of things, like flips, flip the script from the exercise. Like I saw somebody on social media post the other day, like I just took a moment to realize how far I've come when I had two eggs for breakfast and had the egg yolks. I was like, dude, same. Like, that little thing that I never thought I, I would always only have egg whites, only have like the cleanest food. I put peanut butter in my smoothie today. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, I would have like used like fat peanut butter. Like, let's go. Like we need to have a party. Like that's big. Literally, it's like going from like what was subconscious back then and then making that such a conscious thought like hold on like what's going on here like why is that okay and why is full fat peanut butter bad and why is like eggs bad like mm-hmm. why did I program that into my head it's easier just to go ahead with what was programmed but like why was that programmed yeah, you know and I think that falls really in line with like living an intentional life which is also another thing that I'm super huge about right it's like understanding the why behind what you're working towards because when you have the why behind what you're working towards a lot of times you're more likely to stick to it right and you have a reason to get up in the morning every day and you're excited about that life that you're creating um even though like you said sometimes it can be painful because it really does all start in the mind right so i'm thinking about the the idea of of living intentionally and living consciously and it's 
like you said, this is a painful process getting things from the subconscious to the conscious. And it's because we have to sit there and be so incredibly real with ourselves and so honest with ourselves and face these things that we probably were fearful of or avoided for so long. Um, and that comes from just wanting to get better. Like when you start to realize, hey, I have all these things that are kind of in my way that are kind of dictating what I'm doing. And now I have to figure out or I get to figure out what is that that's holding me back so that I can address it and move forward. And it's like, why do we even want to start this process in the first place? Like there has to be some sort of catalyst that wakes you up in some sense of the word. Yeah. What do you typically see like quote unquote wakes people up to the realization of the life that they've been living has been so subpar? Ooh, that's a good question. I honestly think that that's so subjective and that it it just changes from person to person. Um, I'll tell you like from from my client's perspective, <laughs> it's so funny because um, when I, when they graduate from my program, we have like an exit interview, right? And so I'm like, Hey, like what, just what was the most meaningful thing that you went through? Or like, what's the best transformation that you've had? Or, you know, asking for feedback on their transformation, um, and their experience. And I'm like a hundred percent with people saying, Oh, journaling, absolutely journaling. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, all right, yeah, you've lost like 60 pounds. Like you're a freaking muscle mommy now. Like what what's your biggest accomplishment? Oh, journaling by far. And I'm like, I freaking love it. Like I love it so much. I'm so here like, for that. Oh, it's just so funny. I think it's hilarious. I love it, but it's hilarious. That's amazing because the physical and the emotional spiritual is all so intertwined and like you can lose weight, but you'll still be miserable. I said before in another podcast, it was like, you can't, you don't get a brain transplant when you lose weight. Like you're still the same human being before and after. So like, sure, you lost a 60 pounds. Sure. You're like strong as shit in the gym right now, but that mm -hmm. means nothing if we can't get in touch to like who you are as a person, because you could be the most miserable person. Ask any competitor mm -hmm. who's ever stepped on that stage. They are the most unhealthy, no matter how shredded lean and like photogenic they are. They have the most unhealthy versions of themselves the second they step on that stage. I don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. Give them some calories, give them some rest. Oh my gosh, different human being. And it's because like the mental state of like cognition and everything diminishes when you restrict yourself and like everything in that realm as well. Like food is such power. Food is medicine. Mm -hmm. And we don't give ourselves that ability to fuel our body. Our mind's also going to suffer too. Absolutely. And I, I think going back to, to my story, right? You asked in the beginning, like, what kind of woke me up what made me start to understand that mindset played a big role and like i said i flip-flopped so often i would lose weight and then i would gain it back and then i would lose it and i would gain it back and every time i lost the weight i would look in the mirror and i still wanted to be smaller for one i could recognize that my clothes weren't fitting the same but i also knew first of all i was in the gym for like four hours a day six to seven days a week I was barely eating, like I was aggravated. I couldn't think clearly, like there were so many things wrong. And I, at some point you have to, you know, at, at a smaller scale, because we just talked about competitors, but I feel like a lot of people can relate to this of, okay, do I have to really do all of this freaking work to make it consume my entire life exactly. to finally get the body that I want? And it's like, okay, let's take a step back really quick and let's look at your mind and let's look about look into how we feel about ourselves and how we're treating ourselves and you know what our self-care looks like and all of that. And we could go on forever, but there does have to be a segment of mental and spiritual and just your relationship with self as well. 
And that's like identity. And I think for me, especially in the last couple of years, shaping my new identity has been interesting. It's like mm-hmm. I'm building, what is it? Like a Mr. Potato Head or like a Lego man. Like I, that's like the best analogy I can come up with. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It's like I'm picking this nose and I'm picking this like hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like literally crafting it from the ground up because like we are the own builders of our life. Like we have all the tools at our disposal. It's like up to us what we choose to put our effort into and we choose to like put on our Mr. Potato Head, I guess. But like building that identity is something that's so terrifying, especially for people pleasers or like type A people because we don't want to get it wrong Mm -hmm. and we don't want to mess it up because that's the biggest thing that I'm afraid of or like a lot of people are afraid of is failure. And we feel like we're going to fail if we don't do this thing 100% perfect. So then we are paralyzed by decision fatigue and don't make any decisions that are stuck kind of in the same place we've been in at like the subpar mentality. Yeah, even prior to that, I think, in order to like actually start building that version of you, like we have to let go of the past version of us. Very true. Right. And so if we don't have the the mental capacity or we don't take the time to address our mental side of what is it that we actually want, then we have no identity, right? If we're trying to give up our old identity because we don't like it anymore, or that's not aligned to us anymore, but we don't know what it is that we're working towards that's also a really freaking scary place to be because then you're just stuck like, well, what do I wake up in the morning for, right? Yes. What am I working towards? If you don't know, then you can't get there. And and I think uh, touching on your fear, fear of failure part too, that's huge. That's something that I've struggled with for a long time too. Very recently has it become conscious. Um, but I think it's important to realize like we can't really fail unless we give up, right? And I say the time, same thing to myself yeah, all the time. Yeah. I needed to hear that so badly when I started my fitness journey because, you know, I would give a hundred percent and I would be like, this is the time that it's going to work. And every time it didn't work, I got a little less motivated and I got a little harder on myself and I hated myself just a little bit more, which was enough to fuel myself to start again. I mean, yeah, that works, right? I mean, yeah, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make it work. Mm -hmm. And coming from the journaling perspective is getting so hyper clear on why we're doing this in the first place. Yeah. Like, is it out of hatred for ourselves? Is it out of compassion for ourselves? Is it out of just like pure frustration for the state that we're in? A lot of people are like at their wits end when they decide to change. And it's like, I'm just so, I can't do this anymore. I'm so frustrated. Like I just need Mm -hmm. to do something different. I don't care what it is. That's kind of their catalyst and it depends per person, but just starting is the hardest thing you can do. Like even reaching out for therapy again, like Mm -hmm. I was, I'm finally back in the States for an extended period of time. And so I can actually get a therapist again, you know? And like, like Googling and doing psychology today and stuff and like inquiring, I get responses back. And like the first step is the hardest step. I'm like, okay, yeah. And now the work starts, you know, like, and now we actually have to do the thing because I know a lot of people are action takers in the beginning, but then we fizzle out. Absolutely. And I think going back to, like you said, the journaling part of like, why are we even doing this in the first place? Um, our mentor that you talked about earlier had this really great, I went to one of his in-person events and he talked about how when you're coming from a place of lack, when this is a need for you, then we have discipline, right? And discipline is required. And when it's coming from a place of love, right? We're talking about, is this because we hate ourselves or is this because we love ourselves? When we're coming from a place of love, it's devotion, right? We are absolutely devoted to becoming this best version of ourselves because we love ourselves so much 
that we can't help but to wake up every day and be excited about continuing to become this person, this version of ourselves that we know we deserve to be. I love that. Because I love love. I love love so much. I really do. (laughs) You don't think about it like reflecting back onto ourselves though. Like it's like, oh, I will be lovable when blank or I will love myself when blank. Like that's like saying I'm going to be, I'm going to start saving money when I have a million dollars in the bank. Like we can't do that. We have to start somewhere. And like that coming from a place of love people don't think they can get there. Like self-love is this big and like body positivity, all these like woo woo, like, Oh my gosh, just love yourself. Everything's okay. Like, no, it's not going to be okay. If you just love yourself, but like we have to get to acceptance first because people are putting themselves in the spectrum. Like, Oh my gosh, I hate myself. Like who the heck am I supposed to be to love myself? Like I can't do that. Like absolutely not. So like that middle ground of just like moving ourselves a little bit closer to the needle is that acceptance piece of it. Like maybe I don't love everything about myself, but like I can tolerate it today, right? Instead of absolutely like hating it, like I can tolerate it today. And then that toleration becomes a little bit easier. Like maybe I like myself today. And then moving over into that love and that's the process that you don't see, which is why it's hard to like showcase transformations and like showcase people leveling up in that way because you can't see it, you have to feel it. And if you've never felt it before, you don't know how good it feels to feel like that when you're stuck in that mediocrity. Absolutely. And this, yeah, this reminds me of a, I had a client that I reached out to today that I was like, Hey girl, how's it going? This is like week one for her. And she was like, Oh my God, I feel great. Like I got out of bed this morning, like my alarm went off and I was excited to turn it off and get up when, you know, this is a girl that has been stuck in bed for years. Like she just has had no reason to get up. Right. And like was very overweight as well because she hasn't been moving her body, right? Hasn't been caring about the food that she puts in into her body because there was nothing to live for. Um, so I think that's something else that doesn't really get talked about enough is like just how good you can feel after just a couple of days of treating yourself with love, you know? And back to your point too, I think self-acceptance is so, so huge. And even with all of these terms, because there's so much terminology that is talked about um, in the health space and just like in general, And everybody kind of processes that a little bit differently. So I think step number one for a lot of people that are listening here is like, can you define what those things mean to you, right? Because self-love, like we talked about, you can't just like love yourself and, and then everything's okay if it's not, right? But knowing in your brain, okay, what does self-love look like for me? And can I picture myself actually loving myself can i envision that for myself because that's also really really freaking hard when you've spent your entire life hating yourself hating yourself yes yeah no 100% 100% and like i was talking to another client the other day and i was like when was the last time you loved what you saw in the mirror not just like mm-hmm. physical but you loved the person looking back at you with the mirror mm-hmm. and she was like uh it was like it's been a while hasn't it she's like at least two decades and I was like Mm -hmm. exactly that's why we're doing this we're doing this for her we're not doing this to lose the pant size we're not doing this to get the promotion at work we're not doing this so like you feel better in your skin like we're doing this for the girl that was never loved in the beginning and never was able to like feel that love rating from inside of her once you can start loving her Everything Mm -hmm. else is going to fall into place. You're going to get that promotion. You're going to feel better in your clothes. Like all the things are going to happen, but we can't do it out of spite. We can't do it out of hate. 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That that's like a oh, that's so powerful because looking in the mirror is like you know a lot of us too. For myself, for years, I body checked for like yes, so long. And right? people Every don't talk time. about that. People don't no. talk about it. We think it's normal. We yeah. think it's normal. Uh -uh. Every time you walk through a mirror, like lifting up your shirt, seeing what you look like, like is there fat hanging over my shorts today? Like all of those things. As if it changed in the last two hours. Two, yeah, literally two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like going to the fridge and like opening the fridge and then leaving it. And then 10 minutes later, seeing if it just magically a new food yeah. appeared in the fridge. Like, yeah. No, nothing changed. <laughs> no, nothing at all. Um, but I think that's, that's a really powerful practice too, is like not only just like looking in the mirror and loving what you see, but like look into your own eyes. Like, I think we don't do that enough. And I think because it's very uncomfortable, like it's a very weird thing to do. It's very intimate. It is. It is very intimate. And a lot of us, or I, I don't even, I can't speak for a lot of us, but I, for so long avoided things like that because I I had never been intimate with myself. I had never even allowed myself to feel seen and heard by myself, but I was looking for that in everybody else. And I just wanted to be accepted. Absolutely. Yeah, that external validation goes a long way. Even when you said like, look at yourself in the mirror, like with your eyes, up until like a year ago, I was like, what color are my eyes? Yeah. <laughs> like, no idea. No, I don't know whatsoever. And I'm like, I think they're now like hazel or brown. I figured it out. But like, I didn't know for the longest time. And like, mm -hmm. I was so hyper fixated on the fat percentage of my body, on like this of my body, on that of my body. But like, I didn't even know what I looked like. Like, mm -hmm. actually through the lens of my own being, like, who the mm -hmm. heck am I? And it's not about the weight. It's not about like the size it's how you feel because mm -hmm. you can feel so freaking powerful and like you're in a great example of this i feel like i'm a good example of this too at a bigger size than you initially thought was okay oh, like i was absolutely. a size double zero for years mm -hmm. years and now i'm like sitting at around like the mid-size range which it's comical that like a size eight is like mid-sized. Sorry, but yeah. like that's absolutely mind-blowing to me. It's like normal, but whatever. And that's not okay to like push ourselves such down a deep hole of like, I'm not good enough because this this number doesn't say it. Women's clothing sizes is a whole other thing, but like from mid-size to plus size to small, whatever it might be, like that mm -hmm. doesn't, you're not having it tattooed on your forehead. You know what right. I mean? Like that's right. not who you are. And like actually taking up more space and like being more intentional and like showing up with confidence, even though I'm a bigger size than I was five, six years ago, like yeah. that's the power, not the size. Absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes from too, knowing who you are. Like you, cause you can show up, like, you know, they say fake until you make it and maybe that'll work for a little bit, but like, the genuine confidence and the genuine power that you emit to to everything around you and this is like you know when you walk by somebody and like you can just like feel their energy and you're like holy like, shit like i want to like, be her yes, yeah yes <laughs> like that doesn't lie and yeah. you you can't fake that like that's not something that you can fake at all so um I think getting to know yourself at the deepest level, you know, whether that's journaling or asking yourself those hard questions or investing in a, a therapist or a coach or a mentor or something like that to be able to bring out those deep parts of you that you don't even know yet. The more you can figure out about yourself, the more power you hold to be confident. And on top of that, I have to say this because I've noticed a huge shift in my life since I've like really stepped into my power. The more beauty you can find in 
everything else around you. Like ever since I started knowing who I was and being able to talk about that, like so confidently because I freaking love who she is. The sunsets are ridiculous. The ocean is just unreal. Like everything. I'm so grateful for every single thing in my life. And I genuinely don't think I could feel this appreciation for life and for myself and for the people around me if I didn't know who I was. I can just say you are like literally the most positive person ever. Like I, I will text you and be a little bit negative in my message. You're like, oh my gosh, you got this. Like just think positively. It'll get better. I'm like Lauren, like why can't I be more positive? But like it is really that self-awareness, like being stepping into that power. Like sometimes I will pout, I will say, but like you're just always so positive. And like I love that about you. Like you just radiate like that energy, you know? And like yeah. that's exactly what you you practice what you preach, essentially. Yeah. The basics I do. Of it. And I and I really do appreciate that. I think um it's funny because I get I get down on myself. I get hard on myself about that because I do want to be that positive person. And a lot of times I feel like I'm not. And so that's really funny that you say that. But I do take time to just feel. And I think that's something that a lot of us don't do at all or we don't know to do either because we're always on that go, go, go. And, you know, if I have an emotion come up and something negative specifically, like I have gotten to the point now where I just like can't push past it. Like I can't just keep working. I can't just go to the gym. I can't just do X, Y, Z because it has gotten to the point where it just, it takes over my entire body. And so now it's okay. Can I take some time to just freaking breathe? Like, can I let myself have a full on mental breakdown, which I did this morning? And just let myself be sad, right? And I'm a very logical person. Like, I like to sit there and be like, okay, well, why are you sad, right? Why do you have the right to be sad? And it's like, no, no, no. Like, let me take a step back. Like, let me give myself a little bit of grace, a little bit of love here. Whatever feeling that I'm feeling, it's totally all right. But the longer I resist it and the longer I keep going, the longer it's going to last. So I am so glad that you think that I'm a super positive person. I do um feel very positive most times but you know we all go through it and I think giving yourself that time and space to feel it really helps with just kind of moving it along no I love that and that time and space is huge when it comes to like the pressure that we put on ourselves as like these high achieving people or like we should know what to do like I used to shit on myself all the freaking time like I should do this I should know how I should 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 but like I'm a child in the grand scheme of like the universe you know like mm-hmm. i've been on this earth for like 23 years that is nothing yeah. in the span of how long this place has been here you know like giving yourself some grace and some like empathy that we don't have to have everything figured out and nor should we like for years in school having like professors and having teachers as people who guided us right mm-hmm. sports having coaches who guided us right growing up having parents, having those parental figures who guided us. Like, why do we think all of a sudden we have to know everything right off the bat? Like we should ask for help. We should reach out. We should have these other people in our lives to support us to get to where we want to go. Like it's very cliche, but like Rome wasn't built in a day and like Mm -hmm. the village, it takes a village to raise a child. Like so, so true statements. And that's why they're cliches because they're so true that it's not going to be just an overnight thing. And it's not going to be, you can, nobody is self-made. Nobody's self-made, no matter how successful you are, what you look like, like what you've built, like nobody is self-made. And we really do need to rely on these other people because we need, we need people like we're humans. We're built for connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in society now it's like, 
you know, traditional society, we grow up through school, like you said, we have teachers, and then we go to college. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, now get a job and build your life. Right. And it's yeah. like, okay, now that I have a job, now I'm expected to just be able to like, go through without guidance, like I yeah. haven't had somebody there for so long. Um, and I think too, it's important to think back to when we were younger. And when we were going through school, it's like, you took your first geometry class you didn't know shit about geometry right so like it's okay that you didn't know anything about that so people starting their health and fitness journeys or people who maybe have even tried for years and years and just haven't gotten those results it's like all right like let's take a second here did you take time to learn like did you allow yourself to be a beginner and a lot of times when we allow ourselves to be a beginner we can find so much fun in the process too like i'm really getting into nutrition now and like just understanding like hormone balances and understanding the different vitamins and the different minerals coming from different foods. And I knew nothing about that. So now I'm like seeing this like a kid in a candy shop. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much to learn. And we get to decide like, am I going to see this as holy shit, there's so much to learn. I'm never going to learn all of this, blah, blah, blah. Like most of us do on our default setting. Or are we going to choose to say, wow, this is so expansive for my growth and for what I want to learn about? Because I know that that's going to help me be the best version of me. I love that. I love that so much because like we get to choose. And I think the geometry thing like makes so much sense when relating it to like a higher level of math. Like you don't jump in and like go to calculus. Right. Like that would overwhelm you. That would terrify you. I would make, never want to do math again. I don't like to do math, but like that would make me want to do math <laughs> even less, you know, yeah. like I would not jump in as like a third grader doing to like calculus. Like absolutely not. You start from the beginning, which is why like we usually start our clients with like the basic, basic stuff. And absolutely. because they've been trying to jump to calculus, doing keto, doing intermittent fasting, doing all these like things that shouldn't even be things because they're too intense for the level that people are at. Right. Yeah. Like we should really only be using keto if we're epileptic. That's a very mm -hmm. intense situation that that's what that is prescribed for, not the average Joe, right? So like bringing ourselves back to baseline, like we're learning geometry, we're learning what calories are, we're teaching our clients what carbs, fat and protein are, we're starting from the beginning, because that's where it happens. And that's where it's most fun. Like, if I were to tell this client, coming to me, never tracked everything, anything ever before, be like, okay, this is exactly you're gonna hit 250 grams of carbs a day, 150 protein and 75 fat. It would be like, um, English yeah, like, like what are you so understand <laughs> exactly so like starting from the very very basic stuff like this is what calories are this is what metabolism is this is the basic like sources of protein you can get in a day yeah. like starting from the basics is like the most important thing to then be able to graduate to like utilizing these things a lot easier and I think that's why I'm such a like I'm such a big fan of the macro side of things I know people mm -hmm. think it's like restrictive and like your calorie counting no, it's empowering if you do it correctly, but so many people have been taught to do it incorrectly by like tracking their food and seeing how little they can eat in a day. And like, that's a win, right? When Absolutely. in reality, that's actually a really big loss. If you're just eating as little as you possibly can to sustain life, like you're not thriving by any means. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, neither of us coach competitors either. And, no. and competition is just such a different realm of fitness. And I think that people who do compete are very much idolized, which you know, all credit to them. I think that's incredible. And they're able to have that discipline and, you know, show up as that version of themselves. That's really cool. Not something that I think I'll ever do, um, at least not in the foreseeable future. But I think too, like figuring out, okay, if we really take the time to figure out who it is that we want to be, is that aligned to a competitor? And recognizing if it is aligned to a competitor, then 
the balance that we all are looking for isn't something that exists in their world, right? So being super real, again, breaking down those walls, breaking down those barriers to understand, okay, what am I actually looking for here? Because like you said, abusing tracking macros is just so common in the world today and i did it for so long too me too but it's like me too all right, i have my old my fitness pal entries and yeah. that literally makes me cringe like yeah. uh-uh yeah like i'm i'm hurting for her like i'm so much hurting for her but it's like even when i was eating a little amount like again no energy i had no strength i would try to go to the gym and i would hate every second of it and the whole process just sucked and it's like why would you want to do something that the process sucked to get this body that you think you want, what are you going to do with that body once you have it if you have no energy and no excitement for life to even use it? True. So true. Like Mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're always on the same page. It's so funny. I swear. No, I'm, we met each other on like a five-hour or six-hour flight over to like California and like yeah. chatted the entire time. It was like the best thing ever. People thought probably that we like knew each other for years. I know. Catching up. Like the first like, time I, I met think, this girl. Yeah. I don't think we took a breath, either of us. Like the whole no. time we're just <laughs> the whole time. It was great. The whole, and it was so funny. Like every piece of my life, my whole entire life story, like everything <laughs> all in one, yep. all, like all in one plane ride. It was amazing. It was great. I think that honestly was probably the the best meet cute I've ever had. Ever. <laughs> That's what the kids call it these days, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to figure the terminology because apparently, like, I should be young and hip, right? I should know what's going on. And like, manifestations, like, a really big buzz term right now, or like all of these things. And like, goodness gracious, like, there's just so much out there nowadays. And I'm like, I yeah. feel like a grandmother. Like, I go to, I eat dinner at like five. Like, I'm ready to yep. go to bed by six. Like, why am I? <laughs> Early I do not need special, to do... baby. Literally. So literally but like that's the thing is like that's my truth right now like i in london was completely off kilter like i was going to bed at 2 a.m like i was a different breed over there but like yeah. figuring out what like works for you like drinking alcohol is not something that fits into my lifestyle right now pretty yeah. consistently at all but that's something that i was told i should be doing as a 20 something you know like mm -hmm. that's not my reality it's not part of my identity building that identity with the freaking my potato head has been yep. like really really fun it's like do i want this nope do i want that one instead and like that's something that we're still working on like to this day so is there anything for you specifically in 2024 i know it's like the new year new me whatever it might be but like what is something that you're worth working towards or like an intention this year or like a manifestation or like something that you have for this next year yeah so my word of the year is integrity actually mm -hmm. and um it's yeah so it's sticking to my word you know and i'm i'm a pretty consistent person um my word of the year last year was intention and i feel like i've really come full circle with that um just in thinking of all the things that i am going to do and knowing why i'm doing them right which is kind of like the whole message that i try to put out too is like know what you're doing and why you're doing it right um so integrity for me it follows every single aspect of life Right. And that's just going to be the biggest thing for me is just if I'm going to be intentional about setting a plan, I'm going to follow through with that plan and I'm going to make it almost like convenient. I think like that's kind of the the in-between stage is like, how can I make this as convenient as possible for me to stick to my word? Yeah, because people are like, I even heard this this morning, like, I just don't go to the gym. And I was like, OK, why? I don't have a gym membership. Well, there it is. You don't yeah. go to the gym because you're not making it easy for yourself and it's 20 minutes out of the way, right? So right. like how can you make things more convenient for you? Is it a home workout, whatever it might be? Mm -hmm. I love that though. Like integrity, intention, 
yeah, I don't have a word specifically, but I just want to live this year with more joy. I feel like mm -hmm. the last couple of years, like we talked pre-recording pre and like the last couple of years have been so focused on like the grind for me yeah. that I just want to be joyful. And I just want to like live and love. And like, I texted my boyfriend today. I'm like, I just want to go play. Yeah. Like I haven't done that in so long. Like, let's just go to the playground or I like, let's just learn to dance or let's just run around in the rain. Like I haven't let myself play and be joyful. Mm -hmm in so long so i'm looking forward to that and setting my life up like literally as we speak like trying to set my life up to let me have that time back so i can be more joyful so mm, i love that i really do it should what be do you fun. what do you need to give up in order to have more joy i need to give, give up the pressure that i've been putting on myself and mm -hmm. actually add more boundaries to my life because right now i have zero boundaries i get a text at 11 pm and i'll answer it um there's no like do not disturb mode there's no like this is my time it's like okay i'm available whenever anybody needs me and i need to make mm -hmm. sure my time is a bit more sacred especially as i like move literally houses and like start mm -hmm. my life over per se and giving up more of the things that I thought I should be doing, going back mm -hmm. to the shoulds, like mm -hmm. I've built a business, so I should be doing this for 20 plus, 30 plus years. Okay, that sucked the joy out of it for me, was like right. the shoulds of like, I should build this thing up to however big it might be. I should have five assistant coaches. I should, 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 should. It's all we hear when we're like in the business space for sure, and like the fitness side especially, is like you mm -hmm. should, should, should do all of this. Whereas like, maybe I don't want to. Right. Like maybe I don't want to have a team of 20 coaches and where I work 24 seven, like maybe I want to take, gosh forbid, one day off, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. oh my goodness. Like I can't remember like when I took a full day off from everything. Yeah. It's like I want to get that joy and that spark back by remembering why I did this in the first place, which is remembering the girl that I was when I started this. Yeah. I think that's really the coolest thing too that you know as you're building this mr potato head version of yourself is like there's like just because we built it doesn't mean that we can't make a new one you can right? just rip like, the nose off <laughs> yeah we can make as many mr potato heads as we want and i think that comes down to like you said the pressure that we have on ourselves is like okay well like where's that pressure actually coming from and i think a lot of people can relate to this is like we don't want to get it wrong like we don't want to mess failure up. again yeah. yeah or like we even said before like failure is just if you quit which that's been something that i've been thinking about a lot with like transitions that i'm making in my life and i'm like i'm not quitting anything yeah. because quitting means like i'm throwing in the towel i'm done i feel like i'm a failure like i didn't do anything when in reality the last four years of building this business for me specifically have been so fruitful i've changed so many lives i've touched so many people i've healed myself through the process too like yeah. it's been so fruitful it's not a failure unless i label it as one and mm -hmm. that labeling is something that you could label the skies blue and believe it you could label the skies purple and believe it it's about what you perceive and what you believe that label to be true like for years mm -hmm. i identified with somebody as like an eating disorder like i was her like she was me i was the girl with the eating disorder right until i took that label off I no longer identified. I separated myself from that label. So for me, it's with this like transition being more like, I'm not a failure. I'm choosing this mm -hmm. next step. It's not choosing me. Like I have the power. The business isn't controlling me. I'm controlling it in a sense. Yeah. And it's 
genuinely nothing changed. Like absolutely nothing tangibly changed, just the way that I framed it. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy. And it really you can like shift. Yeah, it is as simple as that. And I think that's why the mindset side, like we started this conversation on, is so freaking important because when you realize how much power you have over your own mindset and how much you can pour into yourself to be able to be aware to choose then everything changes for you and i i briefly wanted to touch on this because i think it's important for i don't even know who your listeners are whether they're like people that would benefit from fitness coaching or coaches themselves but regardless of who it is that's listening is no matter who you're listening to right people are listening to your podcast because they look up to you probably right um or they want to learn something from you just because they're looking up to you and just because you are this successful businesswoman who is incredibly smart and talented and you know fit and touches lives and all these things that doesn't mean that you don't also struggle right it doesn't mean oh, that you sure. don't also go through these girl these- i've cried more times in the last week than i can even remember like yeah. every two seconds having a mental breakdown like you said you had one this morning like i've cried myself to sleep multiple times this last month like full yeah. transparency yeah and i think that that's one that's totally okay right because you're a human but also when we go back to coming up with our why and seeing our vision and seeing who it is that we want to be i think um one thing that i struggled with in the beginning was i was imagining a life that didn't have any struggle and didn't have any pain and didn't have any suffering right when it's really like if we're evolving and we're becoming these better versions of ourselves the only thing that changes is our struggles get a little bit more intense they get a little bit more difficult a little bit more complex and every time you're faced with a new challenge it's honestly and i try to see this as often as i can and um as frequent as i can it is very exciting because it's a new level that you've it's an opportunity it is it is but for anybody listening out there every time you get better your struggle doesn't go away you're not going to live this perfect fairy tale life but you do have the opportunity to face a new challenge to overcome something new and to learn something new about a situation and about yourself it really is just how you frame it because like even in school like a test was always something i dreaded but then a teacher was like it's a learning opportunity i'm like i don't like that but like i get where you're coming from like it's just really the way that you frame it mm-hmm. is how your brain is going to process it Absolutely. so it's just and it's so hard it's so hard in the moment mm-hmm. even for like us who've been experienced in this side of things like we even get sucked into it and i've been conscious about it even as well for the last couple of years and i'm still struggling hardcore with it at times there's not us like sitting on this podcast being like everything's gonna be dandy like we have everything figured out like absolutely not yeah it's just a matter of like showing up every single literally not (laughs) showing up every single day and like being that one percent better version of yourself yeah, for sure. I think um, something that I preach to my clients a lot and that I remind myself very frequently is that it's not easy, but it's simple. Um, and that's just like in general, like making the choice to do better for yourself is not an easy choice, but it is as simple as saying, if I choose to be better today, I'm going to be better tomorrow. Can I quote that? Like yeah. put it on a t-shirt, a bumper yeah, sticker? Yeah. <laughs> as long as you send me one. <laughs> I love it. Well, is there anything else mic droppable you want to leave the audience with? Um, Well, I got asked a question a couple months ago from one of my good friends. um, And he said, if you could 
teach one thing or share one thing with everybody in the world, what would it be? And mine was, you can't make a wrong decision. So I think for anybody listening and for everybody listening, because hopefully it's everybody, because this was a good one. (laughs) Make the decision. Make the decision now. Don't put it off because if you make the decision, you can see if the decision is right for you. And if it's not, you can make another one, change whatever needs to be changed. Nothing's really, I mean, there's certain things that are permanent, but not much is permanent. Like even tattoos, you can get removed. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one that probably needs to get removed. Is either that or a half sleeve? Sorry, mom, love you. <laughs> you don't totally see it with a half sleeve, though, being honest. Right? Wouldn't that be sick? Oh, it would be sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Bali, maybe. I'm reading for you. Thank you. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I love it. And where can the lovely people find you? I'll have everything linked in the show notes. Awesome. On Instagram, you can find me at underscore Lauren Lifts underscore. And TikTok is the exact same, but there's two underscores at the end because someone took making things difficult. Well, someone took my name. It was so rude of them. Do you know who they are? Where do they live? No idea. We can (laughs) find out. (laughs) I'm gonna send them a strongly worded email. (laughs) I get so many creepy DMs. I don't want to be that girl. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. (laughs) Well, I'll see you so soon. I'll be back down in the I guess, southern part of the U.S., and I'll be back in your Charleston town, hopefully, before you pick up and leave to Bali, oh Miss gosh. Yogi. Crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. I know I'm going to have to change my Instagram name to Lauren Does Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> no, see but if that one's taken on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for popping on. We will definitely have another one because we were going to talk about macros and like things just took a turn to the other side, which I'm loving. I loved yeah, it. And let's, fun. we're going to do it again. Heck 100%. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. here for it. This is awesome it. as always. Love picking your brain. Love hearing your perspective. You are one of a kind. Oh, thanks. Hopefully <laughs> a good kind. Yes. The best. The best. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. Thanks for popping All on the right. podcast. Of course. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you're at the gym, on the road, cleaning, or walking your dog, I am so glad you chose to spend the last few minutes with me. Find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. And if you have a question or an idea for a guest, please submit the form also found in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe or follow to never miss a new episode drop. And until next time.